station, KTAR News. Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Yes, and we're back, folks. A beautiful morning out there. The days are definitely expanding. Yes, we can see the mountain silhouette already. Sun's not up over the mountaintop yet, but we have the silhouette here in Sunny Slope. Looks to be a gorgeous day for all of you guests here in the valley, for the golfers out there in the course. You know, what a nice day when it's not going to be hot, cold, windy. You know, it's going to be going to see what kind of talent they really have. And just watching a few highlights last night, man, oh, man, these guys are unbelievable. Anyway, welcome back to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We're here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9. We have the lovely Sheer on phones, and we have our guest Patricia Valencia on the news today. And uh, it does look to be somewhat of a beautiful day. And if we're going to celebrate all of our friends coming to town, why not? You know, it's going to be a great day for a football game as well as some fantastic golf. And whatever your dreams, give us a call. The number to call here is 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. We can talk about what to grow, how to grow it, where to grow it, why to grow it. If you're growing something different, unusual, if you got a you know a way to get rid of pests or something fun to grow, we'd love to hear from you. Plenty of styles, all kinds of things to grow. And we're here in a subtropical climate. That means it can get cold, but it does get hot. And that, um, you know, we're probably past our last freezes, except for what might happen to a few of you tomorrow. <laughs> you just never know this time of year. But, uh, you know, spring's definitely on the way. And we could talk about the spring planting for vegetables, citrus, you know, roses, all those kinds of fun different things to grow this time of year and a plethora of things to grow here in the valley from our beautiful northern uh, desert plants things like acatillos and ironwood trees and saguaros to all kinds of fruit you know we're part of our five seas here in arizona with the citrus uh to the stone fruits the peaches apples plums and pears all kinds of great vegetables to grow for spring uh some crops to finish up for the winter still so a lot of fun things to do but the easiest thing to do is call now because we get in the last half hour so it's pretty tough to get in. All you have to do is give Shira a call at 602-277-5827, and you'll be up after Jerry and Surprise, and he's our first caller this morning. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Brian. Listen, I've got uh, three large pots. They're about eight inches deep and two feet in diameter. And in the spring, I want to plant vincas in there. And I notice some of my neighbors have vincas, but some of them look nice and healthy, and the leaves are green, and some of them look kind of puny and yellow. And I'm wondering when I go to the nursery to get soil, what type of soil should I put in there? I know Miracle Grow has different types of soil and uh, other products and i wonder what the best type of mixture would be to put in there well there's a lot of different ones jerry and it depends on two things first off are you going to try and keep these past the one summer or just grow them for this year uh no, I like to keep them. You know, if I'm, I if if it's uh, if we don't have too hard of a winter, I think they would last all winter. Yeah, and then sometimes Vinca will. I mean, that's that's a for sure thing. Um, so. Whatever you put in there for soil, you're only going to have what you're going to have, and you're, it's going to decompose some and reduce in size. I like like the Ocean Floor Happy Frog products. I think some of those are better. And what, did, um, what was that? It's called Ocean Floor. 
And, oh, ocean floor? Yeah, and it's a little more expensive. I mean, pretty much in potting soils, you're going to get what you pay for, you know, because you'll get things uh, that have worm castings and different things in them and, and mycorrhizae bacteria and all this good stuff. And the fertilizer element is really not too important because you're going to be feeding anyway. And the easiest yeah, way like to feed... Yeah, could once a month or so? Well, you could do that, but you can put an osmocote once every couple months. Uh-huh. And have it constantly releasing and probably work better for you. You know, a, a true synthetic like Miracle Grow is going to go through the soil and through the plant probably in two or three weeks. You know, whereas you can put one in that's constantly really releasing and then you'll have things that stay green all the time. What was that called? Well, Osmocote is, is one brand. It's made by Miller's, but it's a really good blended fertilizer that's slow release. So here in the desert in the summertime, it lasts between 60 and 90 days, and it's constantly releasing as the plant is growing. So could I could I put uh, regular potting soil in there? You can. I mean, the difference in grades of potting soil are going to be how much it's going to decompose. Okay. So, what would you recommend? Well, that's what I said. I really like the ocean floor. I think it's the best. Can you one. get that at uh, like at uh, Home Depot or? Uh, you know, I'm Lowe's? not. I'm not sure. I don't shop there for plants. I I kind of have this yeah, nursery I, called Whitfield. I know you don't, but I don't. Have, you know, <laughs> you're not near me. I'm way out in surprise. You, know, so. you, you could call and see. You know, I, I'm sure the other independents out there would probably have it. Moon Valley's probably got it out there by you. So yeah. So those places okay. would probably have it, but they might have it at Home Depot and, and Lowe's as well. I'm not sure. Or Ace Hardware. Yeah. It's another pretty good place to go to. But um, so any one of those may have it. But pretty much when you're buying potting soil, you're going to get yeah. what you pay for. So the more you pay, usually the better product you're going to get. And Should uh, you change that soil every couple years? Well, you know, the thing is, in a container like that, you're leaching through the soil all the time anyway. You know, so you're pretty yeah. leaching your salts out. So that shouldn't be a big problem. You know, it's what okay. you add to it more. And, I, you know, the soil lasts as long as the vincas do. You know, and it's the okay. longest. Vincas are going to last two or three years, but uh, you know they're a great plant. You don't want to probably plant vinca till April. You know when it's warm enough for them to grow. And if you yeah, I don't even know when. Well, they probably don't start selling them till April. Well, we've got basket ones right now that we're potting up in the greenhouses that will be ready April first. You know that's kind of yeah. the first ones. And the okay, other thing you might you want so you, you might want to mix in there with those Jerry might be some ipomia. Apomia? Yeah, and it's a little, it's the it's the sweet potato plant. It comes in a purple or a green color, kind of uh-huh. maroon or green. But it mixes really well and contrasts nice with vinca. It takes the summer heat. It will spread and fill in your baskets. Oh, okay. Thanks so much, Brian. Thanks, Jerry. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Sherry and Glendale. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. Hi. Um, my backyard, my front yard is beautiful green grass. My backyard in the past few years has turned into so much of that clover, and there's so many just completely hard dirt spots. What do I do? Well, do you plant a winter lawn or not, Sherry? This is the first year I have not done it. Okay. So, what you know, what's happened is the clover oxalis has come up and it's replaced that because the Bermuda grass went dormant. Um, You know, pretty soon here. I, I I have the clover in the summer as well. Well, that might be dichondria you have in the summer, or you could have spurge. So if it's real small leaves, that would be spurge. And, you know, the dichondria is kind of about the size of a dime. And uh, it's around, but it's actually a perennial type of grass, and it and it does better under trees than Bermuda grass does. So a lot of lawns here in the valley are a combination of dichondria and Bermuda grass, and that's because the dichondria does better in the shade. This actually... Part of my grass, it's total sun, mm-hmm. 
is still nice and grass. And then there's an area close to my patio that is nothing but whatever this stuff is. Mm-hmm. But that may be dichondra. And, and it might be that it's growing there because it thrives better there than Bermuda grass because of the shade factor. And you may not have noticed it in years past so much, you know, in the wintertime because if you planted ryegrass. But dichondra is a perennial, so it stays green year-round. And it performs uh-huh. better in the shade than Bermuda grass does. How do I get rid of it? I want my Bermuda back. Well, it might be there because your Bermuda doesn't like the area. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So it might be a shady spot where Bermuda doesn't grow as well. The best way to get any new lawn back completely is just to lay a new sod. You know, just have somebody come out with a sod cutter, roll up all your grass and weeds and lay a new sod. And, you know, for new Bermuda grass sod, you'd want to put it in, you know, not overseeded now. I'd wait till the 1st of April and put it in. And uh, you could put in a brand new sod lawn. And some of the sod Bermuda grass varieties take less sun. So if you use like a mid iron or an easy turf, uh, those don't have to have as much sun and they'll stay fairly thick. And uh, the old one for that was even bob sod. Who do you recommend it if I decide to lay new sod? Well, there's a lot of sod companies here in town, and they're all pretty good. And they're, you know, some of them are friends of mine, so I don't want to recommend one over another. But uh, if you just look up sod in the, you know, yellow pages, or if you have a yellow pages anymore, just Google <laughs> Google sod Arizona, and uh, and you should come up with three or four. There's a couple in the east. Well, most of them are in the East Valley, but they'll deliver and install it, you know, valley wide. And some of them just are farmers and don't install it, but they can give you recommendations of contractors who will. Okay. 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 I appreciate it. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you. You have a good weekend. Bye. You too. Uh, Cynthia in Phoenix. Good morning, Cynthia. Hi. Good morning, Brian. And thank you for being on the air and giving us all this wonderful advice. Um, Okay. I have a couple of problems. One is I have an apricot tree that is pretty well grown. And is it too late to to cut a few branches off of the tree? Absolutely not. If you want to do pruning this year on any of the stone fruits, the peaches, plums, apricots, pears, all those things, you want to do it right away. That's what I thought. Yeah, and and I have it. It's pretty well, pretty tall. Should I? I have topped it in the past, and then other branches have leafed out. Should I top it again or leave it? Well, if you want to harvest more fruit and to be easier to work, you know, topping yeah. it's not a bad idea on a stone fruit. I mean, when when you go where they're grown commercially by the hundreds of acres, you know, they're all topped and pruned and manicured every year, so they uh-huh. produce more of a crop. Should I go to the point where we had cropped it off the last time and take that and go to that point or go upper or lower than that? Uh, you can see where the branches have come out from the last cutting. Yeah. How, how old is your apricot tree? Oh, I'll say uh, 12, 13 years, I'm guessing. Okay. So it's getting to be, that's kind of the, you know, the lifespan for an apricot. <gasps> so I wouldn't oh. over, overly prune it. I'd go ahead and leave the old pruning cuts in there. Okay. Made last time, go down to about that same height, you know, and then just take out, leave some horizontal buds coming out away from where those pruning marks were. So I would go from the old pruning mark up to the next horizontal branch that's coming out and top it just above that. And just top it off. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to cut. And I shouldn't do much inside of it, should I, as far as Mm -hmm. uh, taking small branches out? I just leave it, right? Well, the things down low enough for you to harvest fruit off of, you'd leave on. Okay. Okay. If they're up higher than that, you really don't need to leave them. 
Now, do I have to, because they're supposed to be getting a cold freeze here, am I supposed to pick all my citrus now? Absolutely or not. Oh, good. Best place, best place to store your citrus is on the tree. Hey, I, there's no way I could pick all my citrus today. You know, we've, yeah. got, we've got a few hundred acres of it. Now we're picking oh. a lot of really nice, tasty fruit this time of year. But no, there's no reason. The best place to store citrus is always on the tree. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. I appreciate it. And I have irrigation. It won't be coming in until middle, about the 1st of March. I want to fertilize my plants, my trees. Can I wait till then to fertilize it? Because I know you're supposed to do it about this this time of the year. Uh, you know, you're trying to get it in, you know, right now before the trees really start to grow. And that's uh-huh. when we usually fertilize the middle of February. But, you know, if you miss it by a couple of weeks on older, mature trees, it's not going to make a uh-huh. difference. It's not gonna, well, I, okay, I have one that's a peach tree, believe it or not. It's blooming. Uh-huh. And the bud are out there, and should I have uh, still go ahead and fertilize it or just wait? No, you can go ahead and fertilize it right now. Just don't put too much on, you know? So if you're going to well, add a pound per year, only add, you know, maybe, you know, for that's for the inch of the trunk and all that kind of stuff. But but just give it a light dose now and then follow it up after the fruit set. Okay, okay. Let's hope it stays on the tree. We're supposed to get a frost, aren't we? Or a frost? Well, no? it's going to be, well, hopefully it don't get <laughs> snow in the valley. But, uh, you know, not that I can't remember the few times in my life we have, but it's been quite, yeah. quite seldom. But at any rate, um, no, it looks like we might have a light frost, you know, and, and for things mm-hmm. that are blooming out. That's the big problem with growing, you know, stone fruits like in Payson or Flagstaff or different places is that they bloom first and then they have a freeze and knock the crop off them. You know, yeah. here with the peaches just starting to bud and what uh-huh. the temperatures are predicting, it might actually do a really nice thinning on your tree. It might have a few less and they'll be bigger, but it's certainly oh. not going to start to stop the crop right now. Okay. Well, very good. Okay. Thank you so much, Brian. Appreciate your information and uh, if you're going to watch the game, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Cynthia. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have a couple lines available. A number to call 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. It's Brian and Shira here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show on 92.3 FM KTAR. Why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near just like me they long to be to you Why do stars fall down from the sky Every time you walk by Just like me They long to be close to you On the day that you Decided to create a dream come true. 
Bacharach didn't sing many songs, but he sure wrote a lot of pretty ones. We've got uh, a couple lines still available, folks. The number to call six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven two seven seven KTAR. Jeff and Chandler, good morning. Good morning, Brian. How you doing? Excellent, sir. Thank you for asking. Hey, I got a question for you. I've got a uh, two Shamalash trees that I bought for me about 30 years ago. And they are, they're right now, they just dropped all their leaves and they're coming out with their their buds now. And they've got some, they were trimmed about a year and a half ago and they've got some branches growing vertically on them now, uh, like kind of look like suckers almost. And I didn't know if I should trim those off or not. Well, if you've done real major pruning, Jeff, you might want to come back and do a little corrective pruning this year. So what you'll do is you'll just thin out and separate and maybe remove some of those shoots that are coming up uh, and look okay. back for the you know the ones that are going to come back and make you know good structure again. And especially if you've okay. you know really topped a big old tree, you're going to have to kind of rework it for a year or two to get it back to form. Okay. Um, and on tomatoes, a lot of times I've got like you know I get quite a few of the tomatoes themselves, but is there a way to get larger tomatoes? Uh, well, a lot of it's the variety. Okay. So, you know, okay. if you want a big tomato that's, you know, like beef master is a really good one. I like uh, not going to have near as much crop, but it's going to be a much bigger tomato. And I like the beef masters when you, when you harvest them and let them kind of dry for a week or two before you eat them, kind of dehydrate on their own. And, you know, I think they're pretty fantastic, but a lot of it's going to be variety. And then secondarily, it's going to be the right fertilizer and tomatoes like a fairly high calcium balanced fertilizer. Uh, happy frog makes a very good one. You know, and if you wanted to grow tomatoes organically, you can certainly use fish emulsion and chick manure and, and, and do a nice job with that. Um, so whichever way you want to go. But um, size is more determined by variety than anything else. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for the help. Thanks, Jeff. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have uh, Daryl Lee in uh, Rio Verde. And that was wide open. The number to call is 602-277-5827. 277-KTAR. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very fine. Thank you for asking. So I'm new to the area. I'm from Utah. So I have bought a place and it has some trees, a lemon tree and a pomegranate tree. And I believe it's a pineapple palm. And we had them trimmed, but now none of them are looking too great. So I'm wondering if it's the water or... Well, a couple what, things. What the pomegranate more? should be bare right now. So the pomegranate's okay. leaves should all be off and it won't leaf out for another probably month or so. And so not to be okay. too concerned with that one. The citrus tree, it's wintertime. It's fairly dormant, you know, and it's not going to grow okay. much till the weather hits about 75 or 80 consistently, which could happen anytime. And then it's going to grow pretty fast. So you'd really want to feed that one now. In fact, it okay. wouldn't hurt to go ahead and feed the pomegranate because you're thinking about it at the same time. And as the tree okay. starts to grow in the, in the spring, it'll use the fertilizer. So now is a great okay. time to fertilize the lemon. And uh, watering on those trees, how, how large are the trees? Uh, they've been there for 12, 15 years. Those are pretty big. Pretty big. And in, in mm-hmm. Rio Verde, are you up on the side of the mountain or down where the grounds are rocky? Where are you located? 
it's mostly sand. Okay, <laughs> so like. sand's just going to drain fast. So you're going to probably, okay. for right now, a two-week cycle would be plenty of irrigation. But as soon two as they start ago. to grow, you know, here and in uh, the next few weeks, whenever you see the buds on your trees and things and, okay. and new growth, then you'll probably want to water them once every week to 10 days and keep that up until it gets real hot. And it's if somewhere in June we're having weather over 110, then you might want to water them twice a week when it's really hot if you have sandy soil. Okay. And what about the palm? They how much do you want are pretty darn tough. I mean, it's going to okay. like everything you do for it. So a pineapple or canary okay. palm is a very hardy palm tree here, very easy to grow. It'll stay alive with almost no water. But if you want it to grow much, water it and put it on the same cycle with the citrus and the pomegranate. It'll be fine. Okay, perfect. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Wayne and Chandler. But after Wayne, we've got lines open. The number to call, 602-277-5827. Give Shira a call. We can talk about what to grow, how to grow, why to grow it, or if you're doing something different at home, we're, we're all here to learn. Wayne, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I was planning on trimming my red push today, and I'm wondering with the pending freeze if it's still a good idea to do that. It's an excellent idea to do it. The freeze isn't going to make any difference at all to your red push. But you want to get Very it pruned good. before it starts to grow, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to wake up here any time now. So I would prune it today. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Wayne. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, it really is a beautiful morning out there today, folks. We've got the sun coming up over the mountains of Sunny Slope here, as it does every Sunday morning during our program. Sometimes we have to wait to the second hour in the middle of wintertime. But, uh, you know, it is a great time to get out and fertilize and prune and taste citrus. If, if you haven't tasted much Arizona citrus, you know, if you have neighbors, it's a great time. Tangelos are ripe now, and the navel oranges are really good. The Lisbon lemons are all fine. Grapefruit are good, but they're going to get better. And uh, so a lot of fun citrus to grow and taste here. And we are probably in one of the easiest places in the country to grow it. You know, we have less pest problem and pressure. And because we have the warm and cold, you know, it makes our fruit tastes different. You know, if you eat our tangelos here grown in Arizona, we have a mixture of sugar and acid. And if you eat the ones that come from Florida, they call them honeybells, they don't have any acid. So if you like that twang, that's kind of what makes Arizona citrus, you know, have a kick and be special. And especially a big difference having the heat in the summer, the cold with our, uh, with our oranges and things. Uh, we're going to go to the news here in just a minute with, we have Patty in today, Patricia. Patricia Valencia. And see, Patricia's got that citrus kind of name. You know, Patricia Valencia. So I'm sure she knows everything about growing citrus. In fact, maybe we'll just have to interview her and find out what to grow for citrus in our gardens now because, you know, she's got that famous Spanish name that comes from where the uh, some of the most popular oranges in the world are from. We'll take Rob and Mesa, then we're going to take a break. Good morning, Rob. Good morning. Yes, sir. Hey, I have a long question for you, if that's all right. Sure. I... I laid down the uh, pre-emergence back in September, and now, I, which I guess for all the cold and the rain, maybe it just uh, didn't do well this season for some reason. And I'm wondering if uh, it's all right to put down the pre-emergence with the weed killer at the same time. Would you have uh, any 
information yeah, yeah, Rob, Rob, you, you can certainly do that. You know, if you want to be careful using a product like a weed and feed, if you have trees or shrubs that are growing in the lawn or around the lawn. So I wouldn't do that. Um, but but if you wanted to use a contact herbicide and a pre-emergent, you sure can. And as long as you keep it away from the trees and plants, a 2,4-D based product like Weed Be Gone is good for this time of year. And you could put yep. down some more pre-emergent with it if you want to. You're a little late because most of the, the spring weeds have already germinated. But, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at my lawn right now, and uh, that's pretty bad. Well, here's the thing, but, uh, you know, Rob, with the lawn. And I, I learned this the first time I had my own house and my own lawn. It was a pretty big lawn. And my dad and my father just told me, he says, you know, just mow it and fertilize it. He said, you don't have to worry about those weeds. And uh, yeah. and mine was horrible. I mean, it was a flood-irrigated lawn that hadn't been cared for. And, you know, so it grew up in oxalis and all these different weeds. But, you know, as soon as March and April come and the weather gets warm, and if you mow your Bermuda grass and keep it, you know, healthy, feed it, uh, it'll choke all those weeds out as long as it has plenty of sun. Now, in shady areas, it's not going to do that. But if you've got wide right. open sun to your lawn, it'll do a good job. And if you do want to use a contact herbicide, you know, now's the time. And you might not even need to use the pre-emergent uh, as long as you don't have bare spots where you're going to get spurge later on. The Bermuda grass will probably do fine filling in. Uh, so, uh, September... September wasn't a good time. Or well, no, I, September. September usually is a very good time. You know, usually September, yeah. but you know, typically then again in January. Do you, uh, have, do you have flood irrigation, Rob? Uh, no, it's uh, it's sprinkler system. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. If you'll just stay on it regular a couple times uh, this next year, you'll probably eliminate ninety percent of your weeds with you know two more applications of pre-emergent. But September and January are both critical. Rob, thanks for the call. I got to let you go. We've got uh, oh. Patricia Valencia in here with the news. If you'd like to hold on, I can take you after the news. No, I think that covered it. That's uh, very helpful, and thank you very much. Thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to find out what's happening from Patricia with the news. We'll be right back after the news with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. In the interim, you can give the lovely Shira a call at 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. The only two things in life that make it worth living Is guitars are too good and firm-feeling women I don't need my name in the marquee lights I got my song and I got you with me tonight Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love Let's go to Luke and Mark, Texas Successful life for living Got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys Between Hank Williams' pain songs And Blueberry's train songs And blue eyes crying in the rain Out in Lukenbach, Texas Ain't nobody feeling no pain Sell your diamond ring, buy some boots and faded jeans and go away. This coat and tie is choking me, and in your high society you cry all day. We've been so busy keeping up with the Jones, four car garage and we're 
basics of love. Well, it looks like Shira's getting ready to get back to the basics there, so better say bye to Waylon. Welcome back, folks. We do have a couple lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. Sue in Phoenix. Good morning, Sue. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Just two quick questions. I've got one Bougainvillea who looks like she's dormant, no leaves, they all drop, and the other one's in full bloom. But the one that's dormant is just ripe for pruning. I can't prune her yet, though, right? Um. Well, it's probably not going to make a whole lot of difference. Is the wood all still green, Sue? Uh, I... I'm not sure. Okay. I well, you could when you when you start that. to prune and look at it. You know, um, honestly, we've got a couple days here that might be cold, and then it's probably not going to get cold enough to freeze again. Um, okay, it would be probably not best to prune it today, but I, I think by no. next weekend pruning would be fine. And uh, okay. is it a different variety? Is that why it's more leafless? I don't know. She's just so finicky. She's I don't know. She'll. She'll be in full bloom towards the end of the summer, but the rest of the year, she looks mangy. What uh, what color flowers? Uh, a lighter shade pink. Huh. Not okay. real dark. Yeah, most of the pinks are pretty hardy. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I don't know what her... Ha- have a little talk with her, you know, bring the flute out, play a little love song, and uh, fertilize it here as it warms up and see what, what happens. So she just likes Miracle Grow. That That's be fine. Okay? Well, it, it, that would be fine. Yeah, twenty-one-seven, okay. fourteen lawn fertilizer. Kind of any balanced fertilizer is going to work well. Okay, and then my last question is: my house plants inside they have a, a little, um, not a bad, just fruit flies, just mm-hmm. a little bit. They don't bother anything, do they? I don't have to. They, they, take them they out annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest thing to do, Sue, would be take them to the patio and dredge them with malathion. Is that the same thing as neem oil? No. Neem oil, you'd put on a leaf and it kind of suffocates the gnats, but the gnats are breeding in the soil. So what you want to do is drench the soil. And malathion is a pretty safe chemical. It's used a lot in the you know, production of produce, you know, and it's got a real quick okay. reentry and stuff in it. So it's a pretty safe uh-huh. one to use. It smells, but that the smell's kind of a good thing. So you know you're you know, you're messing with something that's you know, not safe right. to drink. But at any rate, if you'll take the plants out and just put them on the patio and drench them, uh that that'll work pretty the well soil. for you. Uh-huh. Just the, the soil. soil, not the plant. Yeah, just the soil. Okay. Okay. And Eight, that spray eight, that is not the same either, huh? Which one, eight? I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with that one right offhand. So. Okay. No, I, I'll get it. Okay, thanks, Brian. Have Thank a great you. weekend. Happy Super Bowl day. Yeah, okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see next. We've got Vicky and Tempe, but after Vicky, we're wide open. The number to call is 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. Good morning, Vicky. Hey, Brian. I have a rose question. I just planted roses, and I'm not sure when to start fertilizing them and what to fertilize them with. Were they container roses, Vicky, or were they um, ones that were bare root? They're bare root. Okay. So what would be good is to fertilize them with either bone meal or super treble phosphate right away. Okay. Okay. And uh, ideally would have incorporated it in, but you can, the so triphosphate is pretty water soluble. So that put that right around the top of your plants when watered in. Okay. And okay. then roses like to be fairly wet, you know, kind of different than fruit trees, but you know, so you probably want to water them about twice a week. Okay. And they should bud out in a week or two. 
Well, they have started bedding. Okay. And then how how often do you fertilize after they, they're, you know? Well, after they're, they're established. So you don't want to burn those new little roots. That's why we're not going to give them a lot of, uh, you know, high mm-hmm. nitrogen fertilizer. But you can give them like a traditional fertilizer. Even like miracle Grow would be fine, you know, probably in two or three weeks. Two or three weeks. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Perf. All right, perf. Thanks, 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 Brian. Bye-bye. Well, that leaves us with wide open phones, folks, and a beautiful morning out here in Sunny Slope. The the hills couldn't be much prettier. We noticed that the golf tournament's kicked off already and that the the people are hanging out around that big stadium out there waiting for the game this afternoon. Uh, In the meantime, though, if you've got some deciduous trees you were thinking about pruning and nothing to do yet for the Super Bowl today, this might be the day I go out and do a little pruning on them. Um, You know, pretty much everything from the ashes to elms to pistachios to hardy evergreens, things if you wanted to prune an olive tree or perhaps prune back a live oak or even a mesquite or Palo Verde, now would be a great time to do so. And so if you're looking for something to do this morning before the game starts and everybody comes over, that would be fine. If you'd like to come out and visit us at Whitfield Nursery, we've got some beautiful color you can bring home and have it ready for game time. And we will be open from 10 to 4 today. That's our regular Sunday hours. So if you'd like to come by and see us, our original store is at 824 East Glendale. Avenue, where the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 264070 Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. And you can also come to our big tree farm in Stanfield. That's on Stanfield Road, about a half a mile south of Interstate 8. Now, there we're only there on Monday through Saturdays from 7 to 3. But we do have a lot of fun at Woodfields. You know, we, we have our nurseries. We grow a lot of trees in our nurseries. All kinds, all sizes, from 15 gallons to big 72-inch box. One of our specialties are our palm trees. We grow thousands of date palms, but we also have Mexican blues and Bismarckias and Robolinis and Sagos and Mexican fans, California fans, and a lot of others, too, Dions. So if you're interested in palm trees, we grow lots of varieties and sizes. And if you need palm trees for development, we have uh, literally thousands of date palms and Mexican fans. And, you know, palm trees are fun here in the valley. I was driving down yesterday, uh, actually down Van Buren by the uh, Capital, um, and it's amazing to see some of the palm trees that have been there well over a hundred years now, and uh, they've been beat on and loved at different times and treated in all different kinds of fashions. But you know they're really part of our culture here, and and people think that palms aren't native, but the big heavy ones, the ones that are grown on Palm Lane or Central Avenue or Glendale, you know those are native palm trees, and they're California fan palms or Washingtonia filiferous, and that's our only truly native one here. But you know palm tree production wise, like the Jewel dates, the big fat juicy dates you buy in the store. We grow more of those here in Arizona and California than any place else in the world. So we we do grow an awful lot of palm trees here. Uh, take our next caller. Looks like Susan and Gilbert. Good morning, Susan. Oh, it's Sean. Oh, hi, Sean. Oh, Sean. didn't mean to call you Susan. I guess I got to put my other glasses on. <laughs> You're good. Okay, sir. Yeah, hey, uh, back in October, I purchased a peach tree from your Staples location. Uh-huh. Had it planted. Doing great. Uh, about uh, three years old, seven feet tall. Should I cover it for, we're supposed to hit 31 no. on Thursday morning. Is it blooming? It's full of blooms. A lot of the petals have fallen off already, thanks to the bees. Okay, well, if you want to, you want to be risk free, you know, and you've got one, uh, you could cover it. Just put frost cloth over it, and that, that would make all the difference. That's all it would take, because if you've got this tiny fruit just starting to set, this would be the time when it could be, you know, prone to being knocked off by a freeze. So, just because you want to make sure you get a crop the first year, I would go ahead and put frost cloth on it. 
All right. Now, is a couple of sheets okay? King size sheets? Yeah, it is. Well, I'll tell you what. If you want the sheets to work as well as frost cloth, just put sheets on there, or even one sheet and a light bulb, a regular incandescent, like, 100-watt light bulb. And uh, okay. that'll that'll give you more heat than any other frost control you can do. And plenty for that tree. Perfect. I appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Sean. Have, have, a good day. have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Uh, next, we've got uh, Walt in Cave Creek. Good morning, Walt. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. Um, I have a golden barrel that's about the size of a basketball, and it has a pup coming out of the side. Is there some way to remove that pup and plant it? Yeah, absolutely. And probably the best time to do it's the first part of March. But I would just dig okay. underneath the pup and then put, you know, if you had a long spade, like a like a sharpshooter shovel, go through there gently. Or or you could even do it with like a big spatula, like you've had a stiff one for grilling, you know, and kind of dig in behind it and just pop it off and, and transplant. Oh. It'll be fine. But you'll want to do it uh, as it warms up, like in March. So just next month. Okay, very good. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Walt. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Hector in Sun City. But after Hector, it's wide open. And we have the lovely Sherry here smiling. So you just need to give her a call. Her phone number is 602-277-5827, 277-KTR. Now, that's only when she's here at the radio station. I don't know her other phone number. But anyway, if you want to call her here and be on the program, just give Sherry a call. 602-277-5827. We're here every Saturday or every Sunday morning with the Whitfield Industry Garden Show from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM KTR. I was lost, you found a way to bring me back. Needed forgiveness, you always gave me that. Girl, I'm a witness of your looks, you don't be giving up. And it's crazy how you saved me. Hand on the Bible, don't know how I got you, but I couldn't ask for more. Girl, what we got's worth thanking God for. So thank God I get to wake up by your side. And thank God your hand fits perfectly in mine. Thank God you love me when you didn't have to. But you did, and you do, and he knew. Thank God for giving me you. Informing me that uh, these were the opening act last night. So sometimes we just pick the bright songs. That sure is awfully good at it. Anyway, we'll get back to the phones. We do have a couple lines available. The number to call, 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. Hector in Sun City. Good morning, Hector. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Excellent. Uh, I just bought 
four rose bushes and a Texas sage. And I was wondering, is it a good time to plant them today or tomorrow? Was this freeze coming up, or should I just wait till Saturday, next Saturday, to, after this storm front blows over before I start planting them? Hector, it's probably not going to bother them at all to plant them. You know, they're pretty much both very frost hardy. You might burn the buds if it's a you know fully budded rose bush, but it's not going to hurt the plant any. Okay, so um, that way I can start working on them today. Um, and one more question, sir. My wife has a um, hibiscus, and one of them just does not bloom. Is there something we're doing wrong? It's in a huge pot. Is it in the shade or the sun, Hector? It's pure sun. Okay. Well, that that's a good part. Um, hibiscus don't bloom much here in the winter. They really like weather over 80 degrees. And uh, how long have you had it? Uh, going on two years, and it has not bloomed in two years. <laughs> what, what, what color flowers did it have when you bought it, Hector? It had, uh, I think it was like a purplish. Hmm. Well, perhaps you need to go to the plastic flower store, you know, and buy some buds and put on it. You know? That would really surprise your wife, you know. Yeah, go would. to Hobby Lobby or something and put all these radical big flowers on it. And, and then, then have her come home late and make her dinner and stuff. So, wow, what kind of special day is this? Um, you know, I'm not sure what variety. You know, most hibiscus are going to prune pretty well here. If it's not performing very well, does the plant look good? The plant looks well. It has the yellow leaves on it. A couple of yellow leaves. It doesn't look. It's not the healthiest one of them all. Well, in this time of year, it's not unusual for them not to be as pretty. But um, you know, hibiscus season really kicks off here in March, and um, you know, there's no reason if it, if it's not going to you know participate in the flowering party for your house, you might want to just change it out. Okay, I can do that one real easy. <laughs> all righty, Hector. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Thank you. it. Have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Lee up in Cave Creek. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. Thanks for taking the time to call, uh, take my call. Uh, berries. Uh, blackberries, raspberries, that sort of thing. I can do any exposure. I have five acres, I, I, so I have a lot of options. What does well in the Cave Creek area? Uh, blackberries. Yeah, and then if you want to grow some blackberries, you can grow blackberries. The only other berry okay. I can think of with a berry in its name that does really well would be mulberries, <laughs> which is a tree. Yeah, no, that, that one I don't want. I wanted uh, your shrub bush type. Yeah. Okay, well, black, blackberries will do really well. We'll have some very nice ones in uh, here in a few weeks. And, and there are some of the newer varieties, some of these Arkansas varieties that will uh, set more than one crop a year and not be thorny. So there'll be good varieties to have. Great. I'll stop by in a few weeks. Appreciate oh, your time. Thanks, Lee. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Mary in Cave Creek. It was a Cave Creek kind of morning. Uh, and then we've got uh, wide open phones. A number to call, 602-277-5827. Hi, Mary. Hi, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Um, we are thinking of planting a couple of citrus trees, and we are curious about um, which varieties do the best? I really like the Cara Cara um, orange, and that's a very that that's a very good variety. It's an early ripening okay. navel, um, one of my favorites. You know, we we have you know we don't have a grove of Caracaras, and I'm getting a little old to plant a grove unless my children decide they want to plant some more groves. Okay. But um, 
you know, really, Caracara is a very good variety. It's going to be a smaller tree, a little slower growing, but produces wonderful quality fruit. Okay, and then we were we have room for two trees, so we were thinking of a a pink grapefruit, okay. a red grapefruit, and, and the ruby yep. red grapefruit or, or or the you know red blush um, does very well here. Um, I like the flavor on it better than the other reds, and that one's going to ripen. Uh, you know, people are eating them now, but they're their best really April, May, June, and they'll stay on the tree through July or August. Okay, and that was the blush. Well, no, just ruby red. Oh, ruby red. Okay. Mm -hmm. Our exposure will be um, toward the south. Okay. And we have, um, we're on the creek, or near the creek, Mm -hmm. and so we have Sandy, rocky soil still sound good. That sounds lovely. They're going to take more water where the, where the soil's porous like that, so you just have to water a little more often and fertilize a little more. But we have a farm down in Hyder, which has soil that's very similar to that and grows some pretty wonderful fruit. And uh, what we do to fertilize ours is we, because we're certified organic, we use primarily uh, pelletized chicken manure or liquid chicken, depending on how we're putting it on. And it works very well, and you can put it in when you plant, and it builds the soil. And you don't have to apply it that often because it does last for a while, too. Okay, and last question. Um, We were thinking, because we're going to dig the holes ourselves probably, Uh 15-gallon, when will they start to? We have uh, very nice 15-gallon trees in right now. And, in fact, in both those, I have them on sour orange rootstock. And I think that you can probably come into the nursery and taste the fruit. So they should have fruit on them right now so that you can see what you're going to get. And, uh, you know, that, those are two of my favorite varieties. It's two that I would definitely plant. Oh, great. And um, does, the, does your Glendale, uh, 7th Street, 8th Street in Glendale, have those trees? They, they certainly should have. I'm going to be there after the show, but I haven't been there for a couple of days. But they normally would keep them in stock. That's a variety that we grow actually here at our nursery right here in town. Oh, great. Okay. Well, that answers my question. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mary. Have a good one. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Roger in Sun City. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. I have a Mexican redbird that's What's about three about? years old, and it got about five feet high this year, pushed out pretty nice. But I knew I know I need to prune it. Uh, when should I do that and how far down? You can prune it as far as you like or not at all. It's not going to hurt the plant either way. And, uh, you know, people like to prune those to maintain their size, not grow so large, and then have denser, prettier, you know, fresh foliage. So wherever you like to prune it to, just feel happy to prune it, and it's not going to hurt it if you don't. Okay. And about the end of the month? Uh, well, prune it today if you like. Okay. Okay. They're really Roger. The game today. Yeah, okay. Well, the bird of paradise aren't going to really grow until the weather's up in the 80s and 90s, and they're happiest when it's over 100, you know. So okay. they, they love the heat. Thank you very much. Thanks, Roger. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next we have Lynette in Phoenix. Good morning, Lynette. Good morning. Um, I was. I have two plants that I don't know what's going on with them. Um, I have a wing pod. Hello? Hello. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I have a wing pod plant. Hmm. And it hangs down, um, and uh, the I think it's uh, more like um, ground cover. But I put it in a um, a pot, and it hangs down. But right now, with everything changing, the weather, it seems like it's 
dying. Like the the parts that are hanging down are getting dry. The middle is moist. So are you growing it indoors or outdoors? Outdoors. Okay, I'm not really familiar with that plant by that name, but I'll tell you what I can do. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'll give you. A, I'll come back to you while we're in break here because we're going to have a hard break here with the news, and and okay. and I'll uh, and I'll find out some more about it. I've got friends okay. to call. You know, it's kind of like when uh-huh. you're on one of those shows. You know, you want to call a friend, and you know what's so wonderful is that in, in our ag industry here, I have friends that grow all different kinds of things, and uh, and I've got crazy guys that have been to every part of the world. You know, hunting orchids and doing all kinds of stuff. So I certainly don't have all the knowledge that one could have, but I certainly have a lot of resources out there. Yeah, friends in low places, right? Yeah, well, (laughs) a lot of our friends. That that happened to be my brother-in-law, Kip's absolute favorite song. You know, and he was oh, a great, he uh-huh. was a great big guy. We lost him to cancer a few years ago, but uh, oh, sorry to hear that. But that was his favorite song. So anyway, I'll, I'm going to put you on hold, okay? And then I'm going to tell everybody else, hey, we're going to have to take a quick short break, and we'll be right back after the news. And uh, let's see, next up we'll have Margaret, Steve, Catherine, and Karen, and we'll get right to you after the news. Right back with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show here every Sunday from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM KTAR. 